You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is brought to you by our partners at Novant Health Orthopedics. Runners like you are always on the move. Twisted ankles and broken bones can't wait, and neither should you. Novon Health offers walk-in appointments and same-day care at select orthopedic clinics to help you get back on pace. Visit novonhealth.org slash ortho now to learn more. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. This is the time of year when many of us make New Year's resolutions or other promises to be better and do better. The numbers prove most of us won't make it. In fact, by the time you listen to this, <laughs> you might have already bailed out. <laughs> yep. That doesn't mean we're bad or that we're failures. It just means we gave up and don't have the proper why in our system to set us up for success. Ron Rule found his why and the support system to help them get healthy physically, mentally, and spiritually. So before you go giving up on your plans for a new year, stick around for this episode of the Running Around Charlotte podcast. Ron, thank you for joining us. How are you today? Oh, I'm ecstatic and happy to be here. Ecstatic, but you're getting better. Exactly. <laughs> Every day. DC, yeah. how are you doing? I'm, I too am ecstatic. Right, I'm thrilled to be here as always. Let's do this thing. So for, for folks who don't know you, introduce yourself, Ron, and tell us a little bit about your story. What's your story, Ron? Sure. Uh, so Ron Rule, Ron, uh, also go by for anybody in the F3 Nation Crocs. I work out and, and live in the Huntersville area. So we've been in Charlotte. It'll be 18 years in February. I moved up uh, after I graduated at college at Florida State. I know we were talking a little bit before. Uh, I'm still recovering yeah. from the weekend losses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, my, my, uh, my dad was Air Force. So I lived in, I was born in Mississippi. We moved in Nebraska, Alaska, Louisiana, New Mexico, and then Florida. And I did high school in Panama City, Florida, college oh, wow. in Tallahassee. Uh, moved Charlotte uh, February of 06. I've been up here over 18 years next month. Uh, married. We hit our 17-year wedding anniversary uh, this weekend. Congratulations. Uh, 30th. I thought uh, he was going to say 17th kid. <laughs> no, no, no. I got that. I it's another story altogether. Yes. Uh, and then I have a nine-year-old little boy and a six-year-old little girl, and she actually had her sixth birthday on the 31st. So we do great with tax awesome. planning purposes at this house, a <laughs> wedding great. and a baby, 30th, 31st, yeah. yeah and then, uh, there you go. Uh, and then for my job, I, I work for Bank of America. I work in our operations division, and then my wife also works for Bank of America, and so does my sister. So we're kind of a, a oh banking family. and. Uh, Kids go to public school here. My son's extremely active in, in basketball. And then my daughter uh, loves art and crafts. And I was helping her build a dragon, unicorn, tarantula thing yesterday. So. Nice. Turn that into a diorama <laughs> for another project, man. Reuse yeah, that stuff, that's right? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, kind of the underlying story here is you've had a transformation um, for folks – who, who don't know, tell us a little bit about that and how running plays into that and so forth. Sure. So I would say it was late 2018. And I would say we, we, our daughter was almost a year and I said, I needed to lose the baby weight. Now, clearly I didn't have the babies, nor have I ever carried the babies. And I don't know any of that, but like I would, as my wife decided to get Sonic and enjoy the ice cream and the fruits of being pregnant, I would also enjoy it. So I had gotten up to 250 pounds. 
And I had been as low as 175 in college, and that was an eating disorder, which I I worked through all that. So then I I ballooned myself up through zero exercise, zero really initiative, zero purpose, and kind of just a overall unhappiness in my life. And so late 2018, we got the email at the bank because all Bank of America employees get guaranteed entry in Chicago Marathon. And it's always been a bucket list item. Like, I'm going to run a marathon and everybody signs up and then they don't do it or they sure. run for a few weeks and say, I'm not going to do it. And I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I signed up, got the guaranteed entry and it says, hey, you're confirmed for I was like October 9th next year. I was like, great. And a buddy at work was like, hey, we're running this Saturday. Do you want to join us? And I was like, yes, I'll go out. And I had ran a little bit ahead of that. And he had me go out and do the an eight miler, and we were about four miles in. He goes, "Hey, what's your heart rate?" I was like, "I don't know. It's like two or five. Is that good?" He goes, "No, no, we're gonna <laughs> way down." I was like, "All right. I mean, I, how high can it go?" He's like, "We're not gonna find out today." And oh, man. so then I, I um, the first and, and this goes to everybody. The first month sucked. Hips hurt, abs hurt, stomach hurts, shin splints. You're not eating right. Your body's like, "What are you doing to me?" Every every part of you is just all all kinds of hurt, and then. I mean, you guys also know as you get into the longer distance running, if you're not taking care of yourself nutrition wise, you're also failing and everything else yeah, and you're not yeah. sleeping enough. And so it was really of, hey, I need to do this. And originally I started off with I wanted to lose the weight and then everything else came with it. Of I found joy with it. I found happiness with it. I found clarity. I also used it as an excuse of, hey, we got a one and a one and a half year old. Hey, I got to leave. I got to go run for two and a half hours now. I, and of course, go. now have learned that I get up super early and run at four or five in the morning so it doesn't take away time from my family. I used to be selfish with it. Now I, I do it for them. But I mean, it's helped me. And in running, I've met incredible people that have absolutely transformed and changed my life. And whether it's running or working out or just surrounding yourself with a group of people that are pushing you to do better on a daily basis, whatever that may be, whatever that motivation may be, it's, it has helped transform my life and, and who I am as a, as a person. And that's one of the words, motivation. You you shared with me in an email that uh, yeah. you're living a life of of motivation and you have now, and in, through the process, it's now a, a life uh, and direction based on discipline. Mm-hmm. Explain that to me. Yeah, sure. So it used to be, I would dread of, all right, well, I have this race, so I've got to train. And now it's, there I actually, know. I mean, I have, I have half marathons here and there, but like, I have a couple of buddies that got into Tokyo Marathon and Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm. And like I went out and ran with them on Sunday. I have no race to train for. I got up yesterday morning and ran a half marathon to start the year because I like to, this, uh, I was bragging my wife, I was like, I like to start the year on a, a plus on my miles. So that way, if, eventually, if I have a day off or something happens later this year, it is. It's, but I get up and I run for the enjoyment and not for I've got to go check a box kind of thing yeah. it's because I want to and not because I have to because, hey, the calendar says five miles. But I got to go do five miles. And I've done that with a lot of goals in life. It used to be like, all right, well, I'm going to run a thousand miles this month or a hundred miles or a thousand miles this year, a hundred miles this month. And then I'd be at 97 miles and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to run. And I go do it because I feel like I have to. Now it just becomes part of your habit, part of your life. And you just mm-hmm. get up and do it. And my neighbors see me running through the neighborhood in the rain. They're like, you're a moron. I'm like, yeah, but I enjoy, like, I enjoy it. Like, you just get I'm so a happy much joy. Moron. Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and, and I think and, and like, that was one of the things that stuck with me when I was reading that. And also the, the piece about finding the support, and we'll touch on that in a second. But what yeah. helped you make the switch from that? That just it going was, through I, yeah. and just, you know, feeling obligated to then, you know, saying, you know what, I'm going to have some, like you said, 
some discipline about this. And what, what flipped that switch for you, man? I think it was, I stopped living and doing it for me. And I started doing it for somebody else. Like I would go, like when I went out with my friends, like I'm going out to support them because I know they're going out and running their, their like one of them's like 13 miles, one of them's 60 miles. You know what they probably don't want to do is get up and run 13 and 60 miles. So if I go out there and I join them for three or seven or 10 of it and just go out there and have fun with them, I know that they're going to get so much out of there. Because I remember when I did my first 20 mile or alone back in 2010, it was miserable. I'm like, this is so dumb. Why did I sign up for this? Like, I'm out here running alone. And now I've learned and I used to go out and run with a group of guys and I would just go sprint out because I could run faster than almost all of them. And I'm like, well, why am I doing that? If I, if I can run with a group, I should run with the group and enjoy it and have the conversation yeah. and figure out what's going on with their life. And it's, it's that piece of it, not just, hey, I can go out and run fast and I can be faster than everybody else. Yeah, I, I, I totally dig that, man. And, and the piece we alluded to in the, in the intro here was uh, you also found a support network, if you will, through the folks at the F, in the F3 community, right? Yes, absolutely. Talk to me about that. No. Sure. So it wasn't as big until we hit early COVID and then Mm -hmm. because I would go to the office four days a week and I had people and then we essentially got shut down. So it went from going in and being in a floor with 100, 150 people to, hey, I'm going to go set up in my attic and work by myself. And I found this group of incredible guys that every morning we would text the night before and say, all right, I'm going to meet you at this church parking lot or we're going to go run at the business park and yeah we it was COVID and we had our six feet of separation and we didn't share <laughs> cinder blocks that we use or pull-up bars or we ran far enough where we could just yell at each other but i then had somebody every single day and i knew i could get out for that 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour and just it was free from the world like and, and i've I, one of my good friends ryan mckinney who's a leadership and life coach like, he sat me down i was probably a year into f3 and we did this thing called the wheel of life and the big thing was it's there's eight blocks and you say, hey, how satisfied am I and how important is something to me? And I did. And I say, hey, my family's a 10 on importance. But if I looked at my satisfaction level, I think it might have been a, a five or a six. And I said, all right, for the next year, I'm going to be intentional. And it was for both family and spiritual. And then I was over indexed. So I said, hey, something's less important to me, but I, I, I'm really satisfied with it. How do I bring it, bring levels down from that and then focus into that? And then Ryan spent the year with me of like, how do we refocus energy? How do I make sure that if I'm showing up, I'm showing up and being present? How do I make sure I think through sometimes as we all do, especially if we're married? How do I sometimes I think before I speak and, and think about what are the consequences? of? Or I also learned through the working with all those guys of my energy drives our family. So if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm grumpy or if I'm whatever it is, I, I then make everybody else in the house grumpy. And then also through, as we talk about F3, like, I used to stay up and drink till two or three or four in the morning and hang out with my neighbors. And then I'd be in grumpy moods all weekend. And with F3 getting up at four or 4.35, that's not possible. Like it, uh, <laughs> even New Year's Eve, I was like, all right, 8.30, like I'm wrapping it up. I'm going to bed here. Like there's no point to stay up because that's right. I don't want to steal from tomorrow to have a good night as, as a lot of folks say. So it's, yeah. how do I make sure that I'm getting myself ready and prepared to be the, the husband and father and friend and everything else to be ready for the next day to, to support my friends and family? I love that. <laughs> Steal from yeah, tomorrow. You, that's good. You talk about the F3 group. Um, your handle is Crocs. Is there, mm-hmm. there's a story behind every one of them, right? Oh yeah. There so, is. What, so let's I'm, hear it. I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in my attic. I have a sneaker collection of about, I got to start my, I got a sneaker collection of about a hundred Jordans and Yeezys and Kobe's oh and, and everything like that. And I also went to Florida state. So, 
free shoe university for those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shoes. Sure, yeah. How many they of those were, were stolen, <laughs> Ron? Yeah, maybe. They were going to name me Stiletto or Gucci or like all, but all those oh, were already man. taken, thank God. And they're like, well, oh, all right. right, well, Crocs are something he won't ever wear, which they know me. And it's kind of a play on Florida, which is the Gators. They're oh, like yeah. Crocs it is. So I got the Crocs name out of it, which I, I have come to uh, love and adore. So oh, even sometimes God. I'll introduce myself and I'll forget my own name. And I'll be like, oh, my name is Crocs. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's actually my nickname. And I got to go back. So it's just coming green in my life. Andy likes crab legs to boot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would say I would, but I'm allergic to fish and shellfish. So that, that, that oh, my gosh. Yeah. There you go. That, that For those who are like, what are they talking about? That just harkens back to the Jameis Winston days. Yep, exactly. He, he ended up with some yep. free free lunch. Uh, exactly. So for, those, for, for those who are dramatically younger than anybody on the show right now, go ahead and google it and well you can pause the, pause the show and google those things then you'll yeah. understand those so, jokes but yeah too good but so here we are we're, we're at the at the at the new year and by the time folks listen to this like we joked at the top some folks may have already fallen off the promises they made to themselves and others sure uh what would you say what have you said to folks to maybe help them get back on that horse and say you know what Day ain't over, year ain't over, you ain't over. Come on, let's do this thing. Well, the biggest thing, and I mean, you guys probably do it, it's just the small wins. So it's, hey, you don't go out and compare, I don't go out and compare myself to Kachobi who can run a two-hour marathon. Like, that. that's not sustainable because you do that and you say, well, well I'm never going to be him, so there's no point to try. It's, hey, it, it, and I, I even remind my wife sometimes, it's, hey, if you go and work out, whether you're doing 10,000 steps or one mile or you're just going for a 15-minute brisk walk, you're probably doing better than 99% of the population. So it's just going out and doing those small things and yeah. don't compare yourself to other people because that comparison is a thief of joy. So if you go out and be like, I can't run that fast or I can't lift that much or whatever it is, that's not fair. And then you've got to, to your point, you've got to find what motivates you. So like my wife doesn't like running and I'm cool with it. Like, and she had signed up for a couple of races and finally she's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, cool, great. Like, what do you want to do? And how do I support you in that? It's, Finding what excites you and what gets you interesting. So maybe it's not running. Maybe it's I want to go lift 300 pounds or maybe I want to go be the best rucker, which is walking with a weight vest on. Or, hey, I want to go figure out what brings you joy and makes you happy. And then every day, write that little small journal. So then the days you're frustrated, you can look back and say, all right, why well, did 10 minutes of walking yesterday? Maybe I do 11 minutes a day and just slowly build on it. Don't be like every day. And then if you miss a day, don't be like, well, I'm the worst ever. Like I can never do this again. Be like, no, I'll go pick it up tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, but, it, but you've got to, as, as you guys know, you've got to find it's got to be because you want to do it and not because somebody's telling you need to do it. Because if it's it's somebody telling you, you need to do it, you're gonna be like, well, I don't I don't want to do it. I, I think I think the other key. Ron is is also making achievable goals, right? So, yes, <clears throat> when you, you told your story and you said, yep, my buddies went out and I said, OK, I'll come join you. Uh, we'll do eight miles. And I'm thinking. What a moron. No, you can't yourself <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, like, you're probably right. But oh. but like eight miles for your first run is not yeah. like that that's not smart, probably, yeah. right? And uh, you're you, right. your heart was yeah. in the right place. But my point yeah. is, you know, make it thirty minutes. Like go out and yeah. and run sure. walk for thirty minutes. Yeah. Go out fifteen, turn around, come back fifteen. That's how you know how far it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and do yeah. it based on yeah. time, not on yeah. distance. And you mm-hmm. know, it, so so you you jog a little bit you jog a minute you you walk two minutes okay so so what 
you got 30 minutes to your point. Yeah. You just outdid 99% of the people in, yeah. in the world. So anyway, small, small achievable goals. You Then next thing you know, you get hooked and you're like, I wonder if I could go 40 minutes. I wonder mm-hmm. if I could go 45. Yeah. Or I wonder if I could jog two and walk one and flip it around. So like just because if you if you make those initial goals too big you won't achieve them and you'll quit and yeah and i think i i just think you gotta you gotta make it realistic yeah be real absolutely yeah absolutely now uh and as it relates you got young kids they may have been too young to see you make the transition but clearly and we're all parents well at least you know a couple of us are and it's like you know the lessons you learn, you hope you can pass them on to your kids so they don't have to learn them the hard way like you did. So, <laughs> so, like, like, so what what are you telling the kids? What are the kids saying and seeing about how you have flipped your uh, flipped your own personal script and how that's impacting them? Sure. So, I mean, the biggest thing we do is we try to prioritize sleep in this house. So this will sound crazy, but the six-year-old goes to bed at 7.15 and the, the nine-year-old goes to bed at like 8.15. So they get between 10 to 12 hours of sleep every single night. So we try to say, and they see me like sometimes I'll even go to bed and my, my son is probably half asleep and I was like, I'm going to bed at, at nine o'clock. So they see the importance of yeah. sleep. They also see, to your point, the very importance of exercise. And they even know like if there's a day where I don't run, they're like, Dad, you're grumpy. Can you go run? Or <laughs> even on Christmas Day, like we go out and do a super early morning run. So that way they I've done it the last two years now. They're like, oh, my God, Christmas is so awesome because like I, it, I have ADD, as you guys fucking tell. Like it helps calm me down. It calms down the ADD. It, it slows me down. And they can know it's And they see my wife doing it. I mean, even for Christmas, my wife, like I have a goal of doing a pull-up next year. So like we've got a power rack. I I bought it. I got to build it now. And they're so excited to go out into the garage and do pull-ups. Like I don't think I ever was excited at nine and six <laughs> to go do pull-ups or even thought of doing pull-ups. Like yeah. So like they're and they see me running and, and I host. So F three I host and you guys are welcome to come this summer. So I we have a pool in the backyard. So we host a oh, there's a greenway at the end of my street. So we host a run and then we'll jump in the pool or we'll do this thing called Sharknado. So like you run to the end of my street and then you do push-ups, and then you go back and forth and the kids are out there, my kids, neighborhood kids. So all the kids are seeing us being active and seeing also not only active piece, which I care about, but also seeing that I have quality friendships and they get to see what having a really good set of friends are that you can rely on, which I think is the most valuable piece of it. Cause probably four or five years ago, they didn't see me. They'd see dad would come home from work and they weren't old enough, but Hey, he, he was stressed from work. He didn't have anybody to talk to. They get to see like, Hey, if I have a bad day or if I am struggling, I can go to that group of friends and I can talk it out and I can spend time with them. And then I come back rejuvenated from doing so too. That is good stuff. Yeah. That is laying the foundation, brother. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I definitely applaud you for that. Uh, last question for you. Um, in a quote before to, to us, before the show, you wrote that running uh, quote, help me generate confidence that I can do hard things. Unquote. Tell us what that means to you. Tell us what it means and what, and, and then what does it mean to you? Yeah, we, we actually were talking this morning at coffee. Uh, one of the guys did something similar and he goes, listen, I always like completing 26.2 miles in four hours means no matter what I'm going up against and similar to you guys, it's, I know I've done stupid and hard things in my life. So whether it's then going and presenting to 20 people or 50 people or being on this and the same thing, I, I, I try to, 
instituting the kids of like, there are things that harden life, like, but as soon as you do it, it becomes easier every single time. So all these things that we're, we're doing are super hard or challenging, or you've got to train for or push your body to, it then builds that capability in your mind that says, I can do that. So if I present to 50 people, I can go to present to 100 people, or if I can run 26 miles, I could probably run 31 miles. I probably could run 100 miles, but that'd be a terrible idea. I have no interest in doing that. But like, and I probably could. Or like you see, like Goggins ran the Moab 240, and I'm yeah. like, man, that sounds terrible. I mean, I probably could do it. I need a lot of support. But like, you then know that your body is capable of all of this. And one of the big things that those guys talk about is like a lot of times your brain at like 40% will say you're done when your body has a lot more. So it's in how do you trick yeah. and train your brain of like, hey, I may feel tired, but I know my body can do more. Like I ran uh, a half marathon last year at one. 31 and i remember getting home that night and my bones hurting from running so fast but i'm like i know i can do it i i I now remember that pain i don't want to get back to that pain and i got to train more but like you then build that confidence you did you can go accomplish and do anything and if you fail you don't care like i've had races where i've done haven't done as much as well as in i said all right great let me let me turn back around and get ready for everything else that's that's amazing (laughs) that that 131 i think about that and i'm like you left a minute on the table. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. Like, I'm right there with you. I was like, oh, crap. But you know what? You still have time. You can yeah. go out and train. Yeah. Tra- but but it's in the training and the preparation, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. not. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Hey, so for folks who are uh, wanting to get in touch with you, how would they How would they do it? They want to say, hey, I you know, heard your story, interested in chatting with you. How would people get a hold of you? Oh, the easy, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, so that's Ronald Rule. I'm, I think I'm the only one. And then I also have a Twitter account. On that. I got to figure out what the, my Twitter account even is. Uh, it's the rule 8618. So we actually moved from 8618 to 8627. So I just kept the address. Uh, and then I run pretty much five days a week. We mostly in the Huntersville, Lake Norman region, but I'll also go down and run the Little Sugar Creek. And then, I mean, I will openly run pretty much anywhere all over the place. Anything from... I don't know. I, I ran with a buddy a couple weeks ago at 11 minute pace because that's his pace or I can get down to the sixes. So, I mean, I just, I tell folks, and then you guys will probably repeat this many a times, like make sure you get the right shoes too. Like that is a huge <laughs> thing. We, yeah, I, yep. yeah. Don't be like, Oh look, I got this old pair of shoes. Cause then your first yeah. run's going to suck. Well, it's going to suck either way, but like, it's going to suck even more <laughs> with the bad shoes and you're going to hurt yourself. So like make sure you're pro, not that you've got to go invest in, the fanciest, nicest outfit and all that stuff, but like just get the right shoes and that will make a world of difference the first time you get out there too. That is true. I've preached that many times. Exactly. Good intel. Mm-hmm. All right, Ron, thank you so much. Appreciate oh, you. Thank you guys awesome for having guest. me. Awesome. Right on. Right. Happy New Year, my man. Talk to you later. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye, buddy. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.